Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell. Today's episode is one that is near and dear to my heart. It's all about career exploration and planning in the K-12 years. My guest today is Karen Smith. Karen is an educational consultant for the Wisconsin Department of Public Instruction, specializing in academic and career planning, dual enrollment, and career pathways. I wish every school district in America had a Karen leading their career planning efforts. The work that Karen and her team are doing are making an enormous difference in the lives of students, giving meaning and relevance to their learning. Whether you are a parent, teacher, or administrator, this is an episode you won't want to miss. Now let's get started. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for being here today on the High School Hamster Wheel podcast. It's my pleasure. I am thrilled to be here with you. I'm so glad we connected. LinkedIn is my new favorite place, by the way. I think that's where I meet most of the people I talk to, and it's such such a well of wealth and knowledge and experience. So... I agree. I know. I wish I had about five more hours a day just to dig into to LinkedIn and learn more. Yeah, I, t- I agree. <laughs> I agree. So before we get started, because we have a lot of really interesting stuff to talk about, will you just give a quick introduction to my audience about who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So hello, my name is Karen Smith. Um, I am currently working for the Wisconsin Department of Public Instruction. So that's our state education agency in the state of Wisconsin, um, providing support to all of our wonderful public school districts in our state. And I work specifically on our career and technical education team and specialize in the areas of academic and career planning, dual enrollment and career pathways. Basically, I like to say my job is to help school districts make sure that every student that graduates in Wisconsin is ready for their next steps in their career and future education pursuits. So so that's what I'm doing today. My background, though, is actually as a a high school counselor. So um, working in the Milwaukee area, I started out the first 12 years of my career as a school counselor and work-based learning coordinator at a private high school here. What a great background to have for the work that you do, because you've been in the trenches, for lack of a better word. Yeah, it's it's been a fascinating journey, Betsy, because I you know started out at a school district, and then I actually left, and I I worked as an independent consultant in the the Milwaukee region for a long time, and developed a whole bunch of really fun career exploration programs, and eventually started my own nonprofit organization for a little while, and then started moving more into this. Um, regional leadership role, and then now I'm at the the state level. So yeah, it's been a journey. And I wish every state had a Karen because you, the work that you do is so important. I mean, I think everybody who listens to me is sick of hearing me beat that drum, but 
career exploration, especially during public school years or K through 12 years, I should say, is so important. But our schools, I think the needle's moving, but I think we have so far to go. But it appears to me, based on our previous conversation, that Wisconsin is kind of ahead of the pack in a lot of what you're doing. Well, I, I like to think so, too. I mean, I, I think we've got a, a lot of great things going on in Wisconsin. Certainly, you know, there's always more work to do. And so I feel like we're on this exciting cusp, both in Wisconsin and in the nation, where we're just going to see more and more attention to this career exploration piece in K-12 education. So it's, it's a good time to be working in this area. I agree. And I really hope my audience is primarily, you know, parents of teens, but I really hope that this, our conversation gets spread to educators as well, because I think schools are doing the best they can, right? They have limited funding and limited resources, but I think hearing what other school districts are doing has got to be some sort of inspiration to try and do things differently or better. You know, and parents are powerful advocates to make sure that's happening, you know, so starting with your audience base is a perfect place to start because, you know, every parent listening to this podcast could then be reaching out to the school district to find out what does, you know, career exploration and development look like in your school district and how do we raise that as a priority? Okay, well, that's a good segue does career exploration look like in Wisconsin? Let's talk about that. Yeah, definitely. So um, we refer, when we talk about career exploration in Wisconsin, we refer to it as the academic and career planning process. So other states might call it something a little different, right? There's there's always your, your different acronyms, you know, in education, we love acronyms. So ACP is our acronym for academic and career planning. But no matter what other states call it, it generally, you know, that process usually looks the same. So for us, we, the process we refer to in four different stages, and we talk about it as know, explore, plan, and go. So when we talk about no, that no stage, it's really that career and personal awareness, helping students understand what do they like, what are they good at, you know, understanding all the different careers out there. So not just the careers that their their parents work in or family members work in or things that they see on TV, but really making sure they understand all those careers and all the post-secondary education and training opportunities that they have to get into those careers. And then they can start to explore. So, you know, really kind of digging in a little bit more and understanding what those careers are really like, trying on different hats, so to speak, so that eventually they can start coming up with a plan. You know, if I'm gravitating towards, you know, a career in digital technology, what are some of the things I could be doing, you know, in K-12? Usually it's high school by the time you get to, to planning. But, you know, what are some of the things I can do in high school? And then what are my next steps after high school if this is a pathway I think I really want to pursue? Um, and then eventually just helping them, you know, get started in that pathway. So, you know, not that we want to lock them into anything, um, but we definitely want to help them start to dig in and, and really try on not just a hat, but try on a whole outfit and see, does this feel right? Is this something that I want to do? 
So that's the process. And what school districts will do then is they'll come up with a scope and sequence of academic and career planning activities that starts at least by sixth grade, if not earlier, and continues all the way through 12th grade. Some of those, many of those activities involve employers. So we call those career-based learning experiences. That could be something like a job shadow or a career fair, um, all the way up to an actual work-based learning experience, an internship or a youth apprenticeship um, option. And so all those things lead to what we call a career pathway where students can really then start to dig in and explore deeply. They can take courses that are related to a career. They can um, experience or have some of those work-based learning experiences. They can earn dual enrollment credits so they can actually start getting college credits while they're in high school and or earn industry-recognized certifications. So that's in a nutshell, like there's lots of details to it, but that's kind of the broad strokes of what that process looks like in our state. Well, and it sounds like it's implemented across the district, which I think is really important, right? The consistency and fairness, because I think some schools are getting some exposure and other schools aren't in, in some of the more disjointed districts. And I think it sounds like you have a plan across, well, across the state, right? Yeah, you know, yes and no. So Wisconsin is a local control state. So we don't do, you know, canned curriculum. Now, for example, we've created academic and career planning lessons that school districts can use. So there's lots of ways that we can encourage some consistency and um, we can, you know, help uh, make sure that students or students, school districts are implementing with fidelity but we can't really um, require specific activities or lessons or things to happen. So we, we give them more of the broad strokes and then lots of professional development and support to figure out what does this look like in my district. So, you know, I'll be honest, there, there are lots and lots of school districts in Wisconsin that have been doing this for a long time and do it really well. And then especially with COVID, there's lots of school districts that are kind of still at more of the beginning stages or, or maybe even had to go back to the beginning stages. So we're constantly working with them to help build, build up that structure and support. And I'm sure they see the value in it. But again, it's, you know, COVID and everything else that they have to get done in the day. Yeah. Um, so it's, is there funding applied specifically to this? There, yeah, there is. So there is a state um, budget allocation for uh, academic and career planning that we have had since 2017. And so that helps the state pay for a software tool. The tool we use is Zello. So it's a um, every public school district in the state has access to the Zello platform for grades six through 12 at no cost to the district. And students can go in there and they can do interest inventories and, and different inventories and, and research careers and research different colleges. And there's lessons and activities and they can actually start to build their own academic and career plan in this platform, in this online platform. And then that that plan moves with them from middle school to high school or if they change, you know, to a different school district, it goes with them. And so our state pays for that. We also um, pay for professional development. So we do a lot with that allocation, just again, to make sure that we're providing lots of resources, tools, and supports to our school districts to do that. And then beyond that, beyond the academic and career planning um, state budget allocation, 
Um, many of our school districts utilize federal Perkins funding. So that's funding that's available to every state. Um, and a school district that has career pathway programs can tap into Perkins funding um, in some way, shape, or form to help support and grow those career pathway programs and, and do more, offer more courses and work-based learning experiences and dual enrollment opportunities and industry-recognized certifications. In tracking usage of the tools, right, of Zello and everything else, are you seeing any kind of correlation to kids who have a plan versus don't have a plan? I mean, I don't know how how hard that is to track. Yeah, that's that's a really great question. So there are ways to track that in Zello. Um, If the school district is using Zello as a place to how's that student's plan? (laughs) So we can certainly go in and we can see how many students in each district have created a plan. But again, we're we're local control. So not every school district will have students keep their plan right in Zello. Um, A lot of our school districts will have courses like an ACP course um, that'll come at the end, you know, 11th or 12th grade where where students will do an ACP final presentation. And these are really cool because they'll often um, then present that presentation for their family or community members and say, here's here's all the research I did and here's what I'm doing for next steps. So there's lots of different ways that that happens. But we can track through Zello, um, you know, the activity, what students are doing, you know, how are they logging in? How many times are they logging in? When are they logging in? What lessons are they completing? What careers are they saving? So we can get a sense of the different careers that students are interested in at a school district, at, at a regional level, or even at a state level. So there's yeah, lots of really good data. And then based on that data, would that would that trigger a, a connection to a business in the area? So for example, if you're getting a lot of people saying they're interested in healthcare, mm-hmm. and I know there's a lot of healthcare in Wisconsin, but um, would you have a partnership then with those companies? Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. So we actually um, started doing some work several years ago on what we call regional career pathways. And so as a state, we look at our labor market information and talk to our employers and, you know, identify what are the industries that are really in demand. And then we gather employers from around the state to start creating, you know, what that pathway could look like. And then that pathway gets shared at the regions and they gather their employers together and their employers get to say, okay, now here's what that healthcare pathway, for example, looks like in our region, because maybe there's some needs down in south, southeast Wisconsin that are a little different than northwest Wisconsin. And then that pathway can get shared out to school districts. And so to answer your question, what happens then is you've got all these employers that have been involved in creating this pathway. And now, you know, when we identify students in this case, that are interested in healthcare, we can connect to those employers and say, hey, let's do a healthcare career fair, or, you know, let's work to create more internship opportunities for students in this pathway. Or, you know, that's where we see in like advanced manufacturing regions, creating like regional apprenticeship signing days and, and all sorts of good things. So it's all about making those connections between educators and employers to be able to give kids these really rich career exploration and development experiences. Yeah. And ultimately fill the pipeline because employers are everywhere are saying they can't find good people. They can't find people to hire. And I keep saying this. I'm like, look to the teenagers. (laughs) 
<laughs> right? And they are, Betsy, they finally are. You know, I've been working in this, this field for, gosh, 20 plus years now. Um, yeah, about 25, 25 years it's been. And okay. back in the day, you know, there, there were definitely times where it was hard to get employers to think about working with students at a high school level, much less like middle school or elementary school. You know, they just were focused on, you know, let's work with colleges, let's work with graduates. Now, so many employers understand the value of getting to kids early and exposing them at a really early age to these different careers and making sure that they have experiences, making sure that they're a partner and helping develop the skills that employers need most, like communication and collaboration and critical thinking. What they struggle with, though, is how to connect. Like, I want to work with schools. Now, who do I call? What do I do? And so that's where in Wisconsin, we've been able to develop this infrastructure through regional career pathways to make that easier. Okay. Yeah. It's all about exposure. I use that word almost daily because I think that's where our kids are lacking. They're so, as I say over and over again, they hit the ground running in high school with all about, you know, get the GPA up, get the high SAT prep for college, but nobody talks to them about, well, okay, you can go to college, but what are you going to do when you get there? What are you going to do after? Um, and I think, I think a lot of parents and some kids are, are overwhelmed by the, you know, helping a young person figure out what they're going to do because, well, they're only 16 or 17 or 18. And I keep saying it's not forever. It's just what's next. No, I I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, I think it's it's having them try on those hats, exposing them to different careers. You know, I see so many high school students want to, you know, go on to Zello or or any interest inventory, you know, do their assessment, look at a, a couple of career profiles, say, okay, you know, this is the career I want to be. It's usually like a, a doctor or, you know, something, an engineer or something like that. And then, then that's it. Then they're off. They, this is my plan for the rest of my life. I'll tell you, my oldest son, he that was him. Um, he actually started out by wanting to be an engineer. And so mom, being a career counselor, <laughs> I made him go out and do some job shadows. And so he came back after I sent him out to a couple of engineering job shadows. And he's like, mom, that is not what I want to do. <laughs> like, right. if I had to sit at a desk all day long like that. It would drive me crazy. So then we started exploring, all right, you know, you like science, you like math, what are some of the other things that you can do? And so he got involved in HOSA, which is a career and technical student organization for the healthcare field, and decided, all right, healthcare is, is what I want to do. And he focused on that medical school track. And, you know, I, I try to encourage him. And again, keep in mind, I'm a career counselor. I try to encourage him to look at more options and be a little bit more open. And it took him a really long time to finally get to that point to really open up his horizons and see that it's not just, you're not just picking this one career. You're, this is one step on a whole career journey, a whole career pathway that's going to twist and turn throughout your life. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Permission to pivot, I say. Yeah. Because they they we all have changed careers. I don't know anybody that's had a straight line their entire career. Um and I think even now with the future of work, our the next generation is going to be pivoting even more. So the more they can learn now and the more they can explore, they're the more equipped they're going to be later. And we'll be right back after a quick break. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Will you tell me more about Wisconsin's career pathways map? Yes, I talked a little bit about this before, but I I thank you for bringing this up again and, um, you know, inviting me to explain a little bit more because it's really exciting work. Um, So as we've identified different high demand industries, we wanted to create a better, more collaborative, more efficient way of helping school districts create really high quality career pathway programs in their school district. Because up until several years ago, you know, if I'm a school district and I want to create an advanced manufacturing pathway program in my school district, I have to do it all on my own. I have to figure out, you know, well, what does that mean? What are the jobs in advanced manufacturing? You know, and, and how does that, you know, intersect with, with technology? Because there's so much going on in advanced manufacturing. And who are the employers I should reach out to? And what are the higher ed partners? And what's likely happening is the school district down the street is doing the same exact thing and trying to figure out the same thing. And so we knew there was a better way to do this. And so um, that's where we started developing this idea of regional career pathways. Although ironically, we found (laughs) as we did this, you actually have to start at the state level, you know, so that's where we, you know, I bring together this group of employers from around the state and really have them help us map out what what does that pathway in advanced manufacturing look at like, you know, I could go into the production end of things, or maybe I'm really more in that industry 4.0, you know, that really uh, um, automation, you know, area of advanced manufacturing, or maybe it's more the business management side of advanced manufacturing. And they help us map out all the different jobs in that pathway by education level. So a student could see, you know, I could go right to a four-year college and, you know, get a degree in engineering and, and get into this pathway. Or maybe, you know, I'm a hands-on learner and I want to start out by going into an apprenticeship or to a technical college, you know, or even just get a certification and I could start working at a job and then eventually I can go and get some further education and keep moving up and keep, again, winding my way through that pathway. And so then that pathway eventually, as it goes through different, you know, vetting um, from employer and higher education partners, lands at a school district. And so a school district can say, ah, okay, I understand what this pathway is. And I have a whole list of who my employer partners are who are willing to um, be a resource to me and provide work-based and career-based learning experiences for students. And here are all my dual enrollment opportunities. And and they can really quickly and efficiently put together a high-quality career pathway program. And so that's our, our strategy and really scaling the number of career pathway opportunities we plan to have for students of Wisconsin in the next couple of years. So if there's, I'm making this up, say there's 50 career pathways, 
Mm-hmm. Everyone in the throughout the state has access to those pre-developed pathways. We're not exactly. Not ex- it, you know. I think most of them eventually will, but it's really up to the region. Wisconsin's a little mm-hmm. bit of a large state, right? And so again, yeah. you know, in southeast Wisconsin, you know, there may be an industry that's really in demand, and in northwest Wisconsin, maybe it's not so in demand. And so we create the templates at the state level. And then we've got seven different regions in the in the state and we offer it up to them and they look at their labor market information and say, okay, this is the pathway we need to have in our region. And then they'll continue to build it out and then share it out with their school districts. So a little bit of customization there. Is there a resource allocated, meaning a person, a full-time person at the regional level at the school level to this or does it fall within like the guidance department well so there's lots of lots of people that need to come together to make career readiness work when we talk about regional career pathways specifically we do have um uh, at least a position sometimes even more than a position at depending on the region at the regional level we've got regional career pathway coordinators and their their job is to not only help you know create these regional career pathways, but then they also are the ones to train the school districts and say, okay, now we've got this you know um, architecture and construction pathway that is available in our region, and here's you know here's how you can customize it and you know um, make sure that it aligns with what you're doing in your school district or or share it with your students and families as an advising resource. They're also the ones to identify all of the partners in the region, all the employers and the higher ed partners and everyone who needs to come together to make a student's pathway experience successful. So so we do have that. But there's also, you know, at the at the school level, we talk about building career readiness teams. So it has to be the counselors working with the CTE teachers and the special education teachers that are doing post-secondary transition planning, um, you know, as well as administrators and, and other teachers so that you can start to embed careers into math and science and, and social studies. So it's, we really try to get them to take more of a team approach. And that's new, right? Because typically you see science teachers working together and math teachers working together and occasionally science and math cross-pollinate, right? But now you're talking about across the school where you have teachers and counselors and other people that didn't in the past work together now forming this sort of cross-functional team. Yeah, we're breaking down silos left and right, and it's really fun. You know, so what happens when you get a science teacher and a CTE teacher working together? Or what happens when you get a school counselor and a special ed teacher working together, you know, all under the umbrella of career readiness? What kind of fun lessons and curriculum and projects can they come up with together? And it just helps bring learning to life, you know, because when you start to talk about math and science and social studies and English and world language in the context of careers, it helps answer that age-old question that every student asks, why do I need to know this? You know, so there's one reason why you would need to learn this algebraic equation, you know, because it's used in this, in this career. You're giving learning meaning and relevance, Yes, which is that's magic if you can do that, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, it, that's, 
that's the other, that's kind of the cusp that I was talking about before that I think, or the precipice that we're on. You know, we see some teachers really starting to embrace that. Others that you know, maybe have a way to go, right? They, they need to, to help make that connection as to what this can do for their classroom. But I think once they start to see how weaving in career exploration into your classroom can give it this life and this engagement, um, you know, that maybe you didn't have before, at least not in the same way. I think we're going to see a lot of other teachers starting to, to hop on board and understand the power of it. Oh, this is also exciting. So what about schools that aren't there yet and, and districts that aren't there yet? What advice do you have for them to even just get started? That's a great question. I, I often get that that question asked of me, you know, and, and the two starting places um, are, are building that career readiness team, you know, so you're going to bang your head against the wall if you're trying to do this as one school counselor or one CTE teacher or even one administrator. You really have to build that team. And if you're in a small, you know, rural school, it might even mean, you know, because because one teacher in a small school might wear all three of those hats, right? You know, mm-hmm. so it might even be engaging with a couple of school districts around you and building a team, you know, of a with a, a few districts. But, but build your, your team. And then the next step that we usually suggest is to create a portrait of a, a graduate or a graduate profile. So, you know, when a student crosses that graduation stage at the end of grade 12, what do you want them to be able to know, do, understand? What are our hopes and dreams for the knowledge, skills, and dispositions that we are sending these young people off into the world with. And those often are things like, you know, we want to make sure they're they're a good communicator, they're, they know how to work in teams, they're creative, they're innovative. Um, but we also need to think about that through the lens of academic and career planning. What do we want them to be able to know, do, and understand about careers and education and lifelong learning and resume writing and interview skills and, and all of those good things? And so once you have that um, interdisciplinary team together and you've got that you know, portrait of a graduate or graduate profile that you've built, then you can really start to do the work of, okay, now what does this look like? What's the scope and sequence of academic and career planning activities that needs to happen in order to get us there? And, you know, what do, what do we have to make sure that every classroom, you know, is connecting to in order to develop some of those future ready skills? This is, I'm taking so many notes because I love this stuff. And this is super helpful for anybody who's listening in the field of education. So what if, what about for parents who are listening? You said earlier, you know, reach out to your school, talk to them about getting this, these kinds of programs in place. What else can parents do at home? Uh, you know, have conversations with your, your son or daughter, you know, um, help them explore different careers, you know, and they can explore careers, not just through, um, you know, things that are going on in their school, but through their extracurricular activities, through volunteering. You know, um, if you happen to have friends or families that that work in certain areas, you know, arranging a job shadow for them. Um, You know, having some conversations about, you know, when they when they do things, whether they 
are successful or even unsuccessful about things? You know, what did you, you went out and did that volunteering. What did you like? What did you not like? You know, how could that maybe affect, uh, you know, how does it affect your thinking when you think about your, your future career opportunities? So, you know, I went out and I did some volunteering and I, I ended up being kind of the designated leader in my group and, gosh, that was really uncomfortable. I don't know how I felt about that. You know, having those in-depth conversations and helping them process and reflect on those experiences um, can really go a long way. And those are things you can do either on your own or in conjunction with opportunities that they have in school. Yeah, great advice. Really good suggestions. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more question before we get to the where can people find and follow you because I know they'll want to. Um, and I, I used to ask this of my guests all the time and I stopped for a while and I don't know why, but I'm starting again, not to put you on the spot or anything. If you could go back to high school and tell high school, Karen, give her one piece of advice. What would you tell her? Oh, goodness. Let me think about that for a second. Sure. Um, I think, and I see this a lot in my oldest son, high school, Karen wanted to have, you know, the, the my whole life mapped out, right? Um, and and not that that was necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it, it made me motivated. It made me, you know, goal-driven. Um, it, by and large, you know, worked out okay for, for me. Um, but as a parent, when I saw that same quality in my son, that I would, I would also get a little bit worried, like, okay, you know, you're also creating a lot of anxiety for yourself. And sometimes, you know, there are things that you just can't control in life. Um, and, you know, so how are you going to deal, you know, learning how to deal with that and how to cope with that. And then, you know, possibly there are experiences that you're missing out on, you know, if you're too focused on a, a particular career area. So I think, yeah, if I were to talk to high school Karen, I would just encourage her to, you know, continue exploring in high school and beyond high school, you know, and and do that throughout your your life because that's how you, regardless of what's successful or not successful, you find the opportunities and you find your way. Great advice. Thank you for answering that. And and you did that quick on the spot. Okay. <laughs> okay so if people want to learn more, reach out, connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, so for, for sure on LinkedIn, you know, so I am found on LinkedIn. I'm Karen, K-A-R-I-N, and my last name is Smith. So my LinkedIn address, and um, I could share this with you. It's probably easier than trying to. Yeah, I'll put it in. The, yeah, okay, I'll, share I'll put it. it in the show notes. Yep. Okay, good. Yeah, so LinkedIn for sure. Um, there's also lots of good information on our Department of Public um, instruction website. So if you go to dpi.wi.gov um, and search for academic and career planning or regional career pathways or dual enrollment or career and technical education. And again, I am happy to give you all these direct links, Betsy, um, great resources of, for information. Fantastic. Yes, I will include all the links in the show notes so listeners can find them. Thank you so much for being here today. This was this gives me hope, honestly, that that schools are doing are working hard to help kids explore and 
learn more about what's out there and what their opportunities are. Thanks. I am I'm equally as as hopeful. You know, I think we're just going to see more and more of that. So I appreciate you inviting me to be here with you today. I absolutely love what Wisconsin is doing to promote and encourage career exploration and planning in their public schools. People like Karen give me so much hope for the future of education. As Karen mentioned, career readiness is a team effort, and it's got to start at the top. Our teachers are working so hard for our kids every day, but without support at the state and district level, they can only do so much. We hear it over and over again. Employers are struggling to find qualified people to fill open positions. If we spent more time, money, and resources engaging students before they graduate from high school, they would have a better understanding of the opportunities available to them. Whether or not students plan to attend college, career exploration is key to helping them find the path that is best for them. A big thank you to Karen for joining me today, and thanks to you for listening. I hope you are enjoying these conversations as much as I am. All links and references mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes at highschoolhamsterwheel.com. I'd love it if you would connect with me on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a minute, please give me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.